Hey, powerful professionals. Welcome to Issues in Black and White, where we discuss key values and social issues. Today, we are going to talk about openness. Openness being acceptance or receptiveness to change or new ideas. Mm, many new ideas come out in schools <laughs> <laughs> on a very so consistent basis. Wow. So many new ideas well, in the field of education. Often recycled ideas. or Yeah, with a new ideas. name yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, a new face. I remember when I was in like my first second year of teaching and older teachers would be really negative about CPD and I'd be like, how could you be so jaded about yeah. the opportunity to learn more about the craft? And now I'm in my sixth year and I still love CPD, I still love learning about teaching. But there are moments where I'm like, oh, I remember this idea from six years ago, it's just been given a new name. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah. I do that already. <laughs> but now I have to call it this other thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's uh, but I mean the thing is I, I I do still believe that every time I'm this is obviously my openness talking I hope mm. that every time something is recycled or looked at again in education it is with a new lens new context etc mm. etc et and I think there's value in that continuing conversation yeah. absolutely you can't write that off just because it's something you think you once spoke about five years ago doesn't mean it's not useful now you know absolutely and it it also doesn't mean that you personally don't need it now as well you know like you say it's been looked at with fresh eyes but also the opportunity for you to look at it again Mm -hmm. and use it again is is good um yeah I think my thoughts of openness just to kind of start us off is interestingly in my um last lecture with um the interns I was sharing with them as a kind of subtext to my um, engagement with English Literature GCSE, um, the the actual exam, Mm. about how (laughs) I think it was two years into teaching, uh, they completely changed the GCSE spec. And I was basically making the point to them that in this profession, you just have to be open to Uh someone waking up one day and just deciding that they want education to reflect the education they had when they were at school or they want a whole curriculum to just change right before your eyes. Um, Yeah, and so you have to be open to that. (laughs) (laughs) Basically open to Michael Gaves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but yeah, you're right. We're getting very political so far this season, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so true. We have to be open. And by that, I suppose what you mean is, um, yeah, we mean openness, but we also mean kind of willing to adapt. Yes. Right, open to adapt, open to to change. And that's important in everything we do, not just in our profession. but it's important everything we do, and also we need to we need to encourage the student to to do the same, to be open to change, to be yeah. open to adaptation, to be engaged and interested in new ideas and different things that they may not have experienced before. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's a hard culture to cultivate. Can be a hard culture to cultivate. It can be, but it's not as hard as actually having the conversations up the way in relation to education <laughs> policy and really thinking about. Um, whether the change that is being implemented is necessary and how much um, impact will it actually have. Um, 
So, yes, I agree with you, but also I think there's a much harder conversation to be had. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do think there's a much more harder conversation to be had. But I I do think this point about change with our students is so important because um, there's a lot of anxiety around change. And there are some people that are just more susceptible to refusing change than others because they Mm -hmm. just don't like it. I think personally, I love change. I don't mind a bit of change. You know, Mm. if if I got to change the city I'm in or whatever, absolutely fine I'm, I'm okay with it um but I know people that even changes that they have signed up to willingly and openly still find it really difficult to mm. to cope with it so I think it is an important skill to have basically being adaptable isn't it it is being yeah. adaptable yeah and I I like change too but I need a bit of time to warm up to change mm. Um, and and that again that speaks to different personalities right and knowing the people you're working with whether that's students or other members of staff or up the chain like you said knowing or trying to work out what kind of person they are when it comes to change and and then managing change appropriately Um, and actually that's what's been so challenging about this year is that it's very hard to manage change as a leader when you don't know what the change is going to be until they've happened or they're happening. Um, And that's the situation that all school leaders have found themselves in. And actually all teachers, because every teacher is leading their class, right? So you're doing the same with the kids. And I'm not a tutor, haven't been a tutor this year, but I can only imagine what it's like coming in on. So in fact, we're recording this the week that we've gone into the second lockdown in the UK in November. And I think it must have been really hard coming in on, when was it announced? It was announced on Saturday night. So coming yeah. in on Monday morning as a tutor and having those 30 kids in front of you going, so what does that, what does this mean for school, Miss? For us, and you're going, yeah. yeah, I'm not quite sure yet. You know, I mean, I think we'll still be in. Do we have to wear more masks more often? Yeah, I don't know. I think we're waiting on advice about that. You know, I think it must be yeah. really hard to kind of have those conversations with students and manage that change when you're completely out of control, yeah. <laughs> control with it as well. Um, and it speaks to the openness of the profession that, the vast majority of teachers want to be in school um, and and want to keep keep the kids where they are. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I, it still begs the question for me about um, the platforms through which teachers are able to express their concerns about being yeah, in school as totally. well. And actually, I feel like sometimes openness is refused Mm -hmm. by people in leadership and in power um, or in in some kind of position of authority for fear of what it is they're trying to do being challenged. And I think that actually the better ideas are the ones that are open to as much feedback as possible so that if there are changes to be made, like you said in previous episodes before, the ideas will be stronger and better and yeah. kind of will settle better as well um, because people will feel like they have some kind of ownership and, and, and say, totally you know? But the thing is that what that comes down to, and this is something I was going to talk about, actually, is we, as humans, we to be truly open, we also need to be open to the idea that we might be wrong. Yeah. And that's something I think that, it's hard, it comes hard it's harder to come by naturally mm. I think you have to work at that as a human being you know that kind of acceptance that oh actually I was completely wrong there my opinion was wrong or my idea was wrong or it needs tweaking or whatever I need to change my outlook based on this new information or whatever and that's a certain openness right that's, yeah and this is hard to come by yeah and this is why 
I if 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 you struggle with that, and this, this isn't you personally, I just mean in general, if, if one person is to struggle with being wrong or making a mistake, then don't be too quick to teach young children how to be open because from their opinions, a lot of the time you will find yourself in, in a situation yes. where you are wrong. And if you give a young person openness, you give them the ability to be open and then you um, silence it with harsh punishment or um, dismissing what they're saying, then actually you're doing more damage. So I think before you rush to teach young people to be open, be very aware of how you will receive that openness when it is given. And I think that for me is really, really important. Like, I'm 100% all for teaching young people openness, but I'm also 100% all for being wrong and apologising. Yeah. And but so, you have, those two things have to go hand in hand. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. so I, I say that to say that create a culture of openness and there can't be a, a kind of a, um, a but there. Yeah. It needs to be open or not. And, and, yeah. and so people understand exactly what is expected here. Um, and of course... one can be open and still be um respectful absolutely Mm -hmm. so it's not to kind of endorse disrespectful um behavior however it is to say that some of the opinions that young people may express openly won't be comfortable and you need to be prepared to deal with that yeah and I think that I mean what we're saying there is it's okay to not not what we're saying but what I'd like to add is Mm openness to others opinions and openness to you being wrong doesn't mean that everyone has to have the same opinion on things yes some things yes but not on everything but I think that the danger in schools mm. is because of the dynamic we're working with with a young person and someone in in authority mm. is that we automatically decide that the person in authority has the correct opinion yes. and that's not true yes. you know you can both have different opinions and that's okay mm. and we need to teach our young people that it's okay to have a different opinion to people in authority to them that it's as long as you can like you say express yourself respectfully and accept maybe that the opinion differs elsewhere those are all such important life skills yeah um and as teachers we need to like you say we need to respect young people's opinions yeah and also and be open to them changing ours yeah exactly um yes um in terms of (laughs) professional relationships Mm. um what do you think do you think that there's a difference between being transparent and being a tell or, or being too open? What What do you feel like the yeah. boundaries are for openness in professional relationships? I'm quite close in professional relationships, I think. Or I have been. I, I think the older I get, I think we said this before, actually, the older I get, the more open I am in professional. And maybe it's because I've been at the same school for a, a period of time now, yeah. so I'm more, I, I know the people a lot better. It takes me a long time. It takes me far longer to open up to a person in a professional relationship than it would for someone who I've met outside of work. Mm. I got, and I'm happy with that. That's that's I'm okay with that for me. I kind of think for me, professionalism does equal a certain amount of guardedness mm. and closeness. Effectively, mm. I suppose it is, isn't it? Because we're not there to be. We're not there to lay everything in our lives on the table. That's not why we're coming into work. You know, we're yeah. not there to be like, "Hello, here I am," and open ourselves entirely to people. We're there to to work to work with young people, and I think I, I give as much as I need to for that to to get that job done well. Mm. Has always been my kind of mantra. But 
I do think come back to me in a couple of years, I may completely change my mind. I don't know. I think, the, as I say, the older I get, the more I rely on openness of colleagues and their acceptance of me being open mm. to kind of get through the working day a bit. So Yes, that's true. Yeah. There is that, especially now as well. But Absolutely, there is that. yeah. There is yeah, I mean, mean, can you really be super professional in a... In, and I'm, I put professional there in, in inverted commas because that's an old-fashioned view of what it means to be professional. Yes. But can you be super professional in the middle of a global pandemic when you're all trying to get through it? True. Probably not. Yeah. You do have to be a bit more open. And, yeah. and also as a leader, I rely on my the, the staff I work with to be open with me about how they're feeling, how they're coping, mm-hmm. so I can lead them effectively. Mm-hmm. So... I did, maybe that's what's changed my perspective is that actually if I had someone who wasn't who was a bit more closed off it would be a lot harder for me to to do the right thing by them mm. so actually I value openness in, in professional situations a bit more than I used to yeah I definitely um value strategic openness in professional <laughs> yes, situations in that I do not think it is necessary to tell um all about my personal life um yeah. and that's in professional and even in personal relationships if I'm going to be honest with you however I do think that openness for a purpose is really good so like you say getting through the day for example like just being really transparent about how you feel or yeah. about what's been going on this week and why it might be a little bit more challenging or easier for you um and also I have a welfare role at my college and I've found that because everything is happening online at the moment, it's so crazy. That kind of role, it requires a personal kind of closeness, seeing each other and so forth. But obviously the context we're in doesn't allow for that. And so I find that there's this kind of greater need, especially when meeting students for the first time online, to be as open as I can be um mm. to 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 speed up the rapport and speed up the affinity process because yeah. otherwise it's it's almost it's virtually impossible to connect with yeah. them and therefore impossible for me to actually support them in their well-being yeah. um and so strategic openness i think for me is 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 the way and and i am a very i am a very private person it it causes me great anxiety when I feel like I've said too much in a situation. But I also do value openness. And I also have found that um, um, I'm, I've become more and more aware of the people that I can be completely open with mm. and completely bare in front of. And so when it's necessary when I feel like I need to I know that I can go to those people and show show myself all of myself um yeah but I I think that I'm most open with myself um oh well that's an important thing isn't it I'm most open with myself um through journaling and so forth and and I love that I do. That, and that's so important and mm. how it, a bit different people approach being open with themselves in different ways don't they but yeah that's the number one thing and actually I think as an educator that's what we're striving for our students to be able to to do to be able to be honest and open with themselves about yeah. who they are what they want what they stand for all those things yeah absolutely um 
Speaking of that, actually, I was just thinking, because we haven't really spoken about literature much, um, but how academic writing, or at least the way that it's done in the literature classroom, the, the traditional literature classroom, kind of removes the eye. So while we're teaching students to be open kind of verbally, on one hand, on another hand, we are training them to remove their position and remove their voice from what they're writing. It's really yeah. bizarre, isn't it? I, I actually, I, I don't stand by the removal of the eye. And I've uh, been, been criticised for it in the past, but I mm. taught a top set who was sort of going, oh, miss, you know, should I not say I? Should I say one or... It has been said. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember sort of saying, no, 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 say I. Yeah. Like, stand by, you've got an opinion about the text, you stand by that opinion. Yeah. You know? and, I th- and actually, I think the writing can be a lot more um, energised for it often. Agreed. But it's an unpopular opinion in literature circles. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that, um, and I don't know whether this is the same for you, but I definitely do think that studying education more in the social sciences and there being a prominent eye um, within that field definitely boosted my confidence to go out into schools as well. Like, like you said, and say to students, no, put but I, I think I, yeah, it's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, actually, no, maybe, maybe that's an old, maybe it's an old-fashioned thing, I'd love to know what people, what other teachers do, yeah, maybe we, maybe it's just how we were taught, yes, 15 years ago, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I love the strong I, anyway, me too, be open, to conclude, be open, verbally and in writing yes exactly (laughs) yeah anyway we hope you enjoyed this episode powerful professional send us your thoughts on twitter or instagram and leave a review for us on apple Podcasts if you've got some time um just yeah share your thoughts with us and um what you've kind of taken from the episodes that we've done thus far um our twitter and our instagram um handle is at issues in b and w and we look forward to continuing discussion with you soon see you next week bye, bye.